Now it's time for Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First Party. After receiving only 2.7% of the votes and no electorate seats this election, New Zealand First will not be returning to Parliament. This has only happened once before in the party's history, in 2008, where they also fell short of the 5% threshold. This result also means the end of my weekly chats with Tracy Martin, and we respect and understand her choice not to speak to the media at this time as she figures out changes and carries on with the last of her ministerial responsibilities. However, we were able to draw some clips from her Facebook page where she discussed the election results and what this means moving forward. She began by noting this is not the first time New Zealand First has been ousted from Parliament. In 2008, New Zealand First was not returned to Parliament, uh, certainly for very different reasons and certainly with some very different numbers. But, um, but we've been here before, so uh, you know, some, I'm sure, are in a bit of shock. Um, some in the party um, are obviously you know, sort of affected by, um, by the loss, but to be frank, we've been here before. So um, life goes on, people got to get up and keep moving. That's how the world works and uh, we're no different. So, um, so that's what I'm going to do. Martin then spoke about what's next for her. So New Zealand First has not been returned to Parliament. So that means that um, like my fellow colleagues, I am out of a job, which is okay because there's lots of other people that are out of a job, all right? So we're no, special, no more special than anybody else. Right at this moment in time, though, I am uh, still a caretaker minister. So obviously you can hear in the news that the Prime Minister is moving quite quickly with the mandate that she has from the New Zealand public to form a government. What that means is that um, you know within the next three weeks, possibly, she'll be able to go to the Governor-General and actually hold a ceremony to swear in all the new ministers. And once that happens, then obviously I'm no longer um, I'm no longer a minister and I'm no longer an MP. But during this period of time, I'm a caretaker minister, and that means if there are minor issues, because you can't deal with anything major while you're a caretaker, um, if what well, if there are minor issues that need to be signed off, um, if there are minor issues that need uh, decisions that aren't a change of policy of um, you know the current government, then um, then I need to take care of those because that's that's still my job right at this moment in time. A second of Tracy Martin's videos dealt with the recent commentary by Barry Soper. On Monday, RNZ spoke with Newstalk ZB political editor Barry Soper about why New Zealand First had fallen short of Parliament this election. Soper attributed the drop in support to a feeling of betrayal amongst supporters, dating back to the previous election in 2017. Soper claims the decision to go with Labour over National three years ago is one that cost Winston Peters his spot in Parliament this past weekend. I think his supporters were so disappointed after the last election. Um, Harry went with a party that had about 10% less than the National Party, and his supporters, I suspect, would have expected him to go with National. He decided he, in his infinite wisdom, would go with Labour. And there's only one reason he did that. He can't stand Bill English, and neither could he stand Paula Bennett, uh, so there was no way in the world he was going to go with National. And he anointed Jacinda Ardern as the Prime Minister. Uh, I would love to know, and of course he would never tell you, does he rue the day now, given his criticism of Labour and the lack of experience? Well, he chose them, uh, so he had to live with them. Tracy Martin disagreed with Soper's theory. 
The first thing that Barry said was that he felt that the undoing of Winston Peters happened three years ago because his supporters would have been incredibly disappointed that he went with Labour, not National. Now, some of New Zealand First supporters uh, were disappointed, absolutely. I can think of the Waikato, for example, and a pretty extreme response that um, our poor candidate, who's a great guy, uh, Stu Husband and the Waikato got from his uh, committee. But um, Winston Peters didn't pick Labour. New Zealand first did. So there's still this myth that Winston is um, a dictator. And certainly he has been the leader of New Zealand first. And when you take on the burden of being leader, you get a certain level of, um, you know, a certain level of leeway, a certain level of sort of uh, special treatment. Uh, so, um, and, and you lead and that is the way it goes. But New Zealand first chose the Labour Party and it was chosen on policy. It was chosen on exactly what Winston said in his speech that night, which was to change the direction of the country. She notes that in some policy areas, New Zealand first actually aligned more with Labour than they did with National. I mean, I took 600 pages of policy into those negotiations, both with Labour and with National. And let's just take education, for example. There were 54 points of commonality in our education policy between Labour and New Zealand First. That meant there were 54 things that we agreed needed to be done, that Labour agreed needed to be done, that we didn't need to put in a coalition agreement because we both agreed that it was going to get done. And Chris Hipkins and I have gone on and put into place and either started or, um, or have delivered many of those things over the last three year period. Um, with, when it came to the National Party, um, you know, New Zealand First has a policy which is the upfront investment policy. New Zealand First has believed that tertiary education should not create a debt on students way back from when Brian Donnelly was the New Zealand First spokesperson for education. I didn't invent it. Brian Donnelly did. Um, and so we have stood for that. One of the conversations we had with the National Party that we just have a major point of difference is they do not believe that our young people should be able to get their tertiary education without it bringing them into debt. They just don't agree with that. So there wasn't a lot of conversation in that education space. On the topic of Winston Peters criticising Labour for their lack of experience, Martin was quick to admit that there was an experience on all sides of the coalition agreement. We knew there was an experience there. There was an experience here too, let's be clear. I had never been a minister before either. So, uh, yes, there were moments of inexperience um, inside the current government. I tell you what, when the government changes again, if you have a look at the National Party benches and let's say in two terms or whatever, the ch government changes again, the same thing will be true. But she disagrees that Winston Peters' comments about inexperience were indicative of the entire three-year relationship between the parties. Winston gave that comment at a time when there were things going on that he was frustrated by, I'm sure. But to be perfectly frank, that comment does not reflect the whole three years of this government. And it certainly doesn't reflect the relationship that I have seen between the Right Honourable Winston Peters and Jacinda Ardern. He admires many of her traits, and I know that she admires many of his. So um, I'm sorry, Barry, but you're not right there. I don't believe you're right there. I don't think it's as simple as that. That was Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First Party. The Wire.